Welcome back to Thick and Thin with Katie Bilotti. That is me. Um, I'm currently sitting in my cold AF apartment. I don't know why it's so cold right now. I think my building has decided to turn off the heat because it's officially spring, but I'm just always cold, I think. Um, so I'm a little angry at them at the moment, whoever is in charge of that, because I'm freaking freezing. You know, although during the winter it was kind of a pain because the pipes would always make the craziest noises. Like, Almost always when I would sit down to record, it'd be like that very moment where it decided to just crank, you know, crank all these noises into my apartment and it was quite the issue, but now I'm just freezing. So I can't, can't get it right. I'm wrapped in a blanket, sitting on my stool about to, you know, really just chat about some very deep things. We actually have a, a structure for tonight's episode. As you guys know, last week I just did a Q&A of a bunch of different stuff. The week before that or the, the day or two before that, I think, I actually uploaded two episodes last week, which is very, very unlike me and very cool of me to actually do that. Because if there's one thing that you need to know about this podcast, if you guys are new here especially, it's the fact that I don't upload regularly every week, like on the same day. Like I, I pick and choose because this is very much like a journal entry podcast where I just talk to you guys about things on my mind and it's not very structured to the point where I have a specific day every week. I want to get there eventually but you know I love this like you know not structured you know podcast style. I think it's refreshing for me to do something like this um, where it's very much organic and just like what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking it. So highly recommend if you guys are listening on various apps to either subscribe or follow the podcast because then you'll get notifications when I upload and you won't just like, you know, wonder when I'm going to upload and, you know, wonder if I've posted a new episode. You'll know exactly when it drops. You know, it'll pop up as a notification. I have that for many of my favorite podcasts. So highly recommend doing that. Um, it's super easy. It's like a click of a button, I'm pretty sure. And then, you know, if you're on the Apple podcasting app, definitely leave me a five-star review if you can. If you you're interested in doing so um, it lets me know how I'm doing and lets other people know that they should tune in to this madness so yeah <laughs> that's that's all you really need to know so I guess now that we've uh, addressed the fact that I'm cold and that you should subscribe and follow we can get into the meat of tonight's episode and what it's all about um, tonight I'm going to be talking about the fear of change in your 20s that actually came straight from one of your mouths one of you guys dm'd me and asked me to talk about it I put it on my story asked if any of you guys are interested there was a, a lot of interest um, some people saying like Katie what right do you have to talk about it you're only 23 like you've only experienced three years of your 20s um, but I'm gonna kindly like say fuck you to that because <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it okay yeah I'm 23 I have seven more years of my 20s but that doesn't mean that I have not experienced a crazy amount of change in the past 12 months of my life maybe yeah 12 months has been like a whirlwind of a time I was just like laying in bed recently or recently like an hour ago that's I guess it's recent but like why did I say recently I don't know um I was laying in bed and I was like wow like this time last year and I was like thinking about what I was doing this time last year and like how many classes I'd blow off like what I would focus on what I wouldn't focus on that I'm focused on now and it's just crazy how much change I've gone through you know not to mention new apartment new city new new normal that I've had to adjust to and like no matter what phase of your 20s you're in if you're not even in your 20s you're gonna experience you know some way or another a fear of change and when you're experiencing said change you're just internally freaking out and wondering why no one else is freaking out and yeah (laughs) so I'm gonna talk about it even if people are like why because 
this is why it's important to me so I'm going to talk about it honestly even right now like yes 12 months this has been a crazy whirlwind but even now I'm gearing up to move which I lightly touched on last week um, and I haven't really like fully addressed it online yet because I've been going through the process there's a lot of things that can go wrong I don't want to like falsely talk about an apartment that I haven't gotten yet um, but I applied to a place last night actually um, and I'm, I'm going to hear back tomorrow so fingers crossed hopefully tomorrow's not a horrible day because I didn't get it um, but regardless this will be a good story to be like hey guys I got denied but it's fine whatever um but I'm moving downtown to Greenwich Village that's like the area that I've decided on it I know I said West Village last last episode but Greenwich Village is actually the specific area that I really want to be in and you know after seeing last night's apartment um I decided like even if I don't get this place I need to be in that area it brings me back to where I used to live when I interned here it's kind of off topic from like change but you know you know doing that whole process and seeing the apartment and coming back to this apartment and looking around and thinking about how much I'm gonna have to pack into boxes and how much I've even this is like weird to say I'm not like a crazy hoarder or anything but I did acquire a lot of things in this first 12 months in the city 11 months 11 months I think is exact but you know and it's funny how a year you accumulate so much stuff like so much like like not even just clothes like that's one thing that I'm like gonna constantly accumulate till the end of time but I'm looking around and like all these little things like little memories little things I picked up at thrift places around here, like little things I've kept from bars that we visited. And like, I'm even looking around my desk and just all this stuff. And it's just like so much, you know, tangible change, things that have changed in my life, things that I acquired and I don't, didn't have a year ago. And it's just, it's scary to think about how much change will occur in the next 12 months of my life and it it kind of gets to the point where you you really obsess over this idea of timing and especially in your 20s I think there's this huge pressure to well obviously there's always a pressure in every you know decade of your life to figure it out like you know figure out the college you want to apply to when you're in your 18s you're in teens I don't know why I said 18s but like teens you know and you know there's all sorts of pressures in different decades but like this pressure right now the 20s I think it's it's the heavy 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 pressure um because you feel like you need to have it all figured out by 30 you know 30 is somehow a scary scary age in our minds I don't think it's really scary for me because I've honestly kind of accepted the idea that I might you know not have it all figured out by 30 and that's okay like I've I've somehow in my being decided that I'm okay with it you know, but that doesn't mean I'm still not going to be afraid of the change in the next seven years of my life because there's a lot of change involved and a lot of it is going to be very uncharted territory and the timing is very much unknown. And I think we become obsessed with the idea of timing, um, as I just said, you know, and we think that there has to be a good time to do things, you know, like a good time to move. I've, I've been thinking about that recently, like, you know, oh, is this a good time to move? Like, I'm very much dealing with a lot of projects at work and like, you know, I... I love this place like don't get me wrong a lot of you guys are asking why I'm moving um I love this place in Hell's Kitchen this apartment is the creme de la creme the exposed brick everything about it besides the two mice I had of course um you know in the winter but it's great it's just I think I just feel in my my being that it's time to go um and it does happen to kind of be good timing because my lease is ending but like is there truly ever a good time to do anything like I could you know I I thought to myself like maybe I should stick it out another year here not that it's like a bad sticking out I just really do want to be downtown like I think that's more me in terms of the area and my friends are there and it's you know a nicer commute to work and like I just think all the stars are kind of aligning and going downtown but I'm also like 
but like am I really you know in the frame of mind right now to do the whole move again to like you know deal with all the movers and the boxes and the you know uncertainty of waking up in a new place that's unfamiliar and like am I going to be able to sleep the first couple of nights you know living alone is something that you know you you can't really prepare for you kind of just have to like leap and do it and that's something I've learned you know I'm not gonna lie the first few weeks living in this apartment I was scared of every noise I you know was afraid to even turn my music up because I didn't want my room my rumors why did I say rumors my neighbors I think I was trying to say like roommates but they aren't my roommates and they my neighbors I didn't want my neighbors to hate me okay I didn't even throw like a party or anything until like a couple months in like in when I say party I mean like a very small get-together because this place is small but Anyway, like there's a lot of uncertainty. The timing is never going to be perfect. And this actually was kind of reaffirmed the other day because a coworker of mine just got back from vacation um, and my boss actually just left for vacation. So I guess I'm the only person that has, well, I went to Miami a few weeks ago, but like I think I'm due for another vacation, okay? Memorial Day better be epic because I need to need to uh, have some R&R. I think I need R&R like every month, at least like a couple of days, honestly. You know, life is crazy, but you know, she just got back from vacation and she missed this one meeting that we had. Um, and to be honest, it wasn't like a crazy meeting or anything, but she was like, oh, like I was like recapping it to her and she's like, oh, like I wish I was in that meeting. Like there, I would have said this, I would have done this. Like I think that this needs to happen, whatever. And I was like, oh, like don't worry. Like whatever and she was like but you know Katie like there's never a good time to take a vacation like there's no such thing in the corporate world as a good time to take a vacation because every time you think it's a good time to take it you miss something you're behind you get back with 300 emails in your inbox and you're like fuck (laughs) so that I I was sitting there we were like you know sitting across from each other talking about it and I was like silent I think for a few minutes because I was just like wow like there's truly in life no such thing as a good time okay? Like maybe good's a weird word to use in this in this sense, but like there's no such thing as a perfect time to do anything, I don't think. Like, or most things at least. Like you just kind of are always going to be uncertain about the moves you're making in life and the leases you're signing. You know, the apartment I saw yesterday was everything I want in an apartment, you know, and I don't want to like get my hopes up too high, of course, because I could just still not get it. But like, I, I signed the, you know, application and I I instantly afterwards was like, but wait, like what if like this isn't the right time? What if like this isn't the right place? Like what if, what if, what if? And, you know, I think that I, I truly do believe that, you know, maybe there isn't a good time for anything truly. Like, is there ever really a perfect time to make any sort of move? You know, there's there's always a risk involved with every decision you make. You know, every change that you make in your life in your 20s after whatever your, you know, your teens held for you is going to incorporate some risk. You know, you're always or often going to feel underprepared with the decisions that you make and, you know, you kind of have to be uncomfortable and figure it out. And I've learned in my last 12 months, which I know I dramatize and I'm like, my last 12 months of life have been so crazy, but like I've done a lot of growing up. Like I have put my big girl panties on, okay, in New York City because I have had to deal with things I didn't think, you know, dealing with things on my own that I never used to have to deal with, you know, and it's not as simple as like taking my, you know, laundry to the place because I don't have, you know what I mean? It's like, it's other things, bigger things, feelings that I've experienced that I've never experienced before because now I'm like in the thick of it. Like I am in the adult thick of it. Like maybe not as thick as it will be eventually because I am only 23, but like I got my first dose and let's just say it was it was hard to swallow, okay? 
like there were there's obviously obviously been amazing times in the city and I wouldn't be here if I didn't love it but like loving a place and loving a moment and loving a phase of your life isn't going to be perfect and I know that's like cliche to say but like really think about that like you know in your own life that that's how it is and like you know you're always going to feel unprepared underprepared for big moments like I I always think back to when I was a teenager obviously and I was taking my driver's test I don't remember how old I think I was I had to be 15 in Maryland I grew up in Maryland so I had to be 15 in nine months to take the permit test um yeah the permit test and then 16 in six months I think was when I took the actual driver's test so the learner's permit did I just say that I hope I said that right um the learner's permit was was 15 in nine months um and I remember going and I was I was freaking my shit about it for like weeks before. Like I I felt very underprepared. You know I'm not a big test taker. I'm a really actually horrible, really bad test taker. I I did really not great on the SAT. I didn't do great on the ACT. I didn't do great on many exams in college. I'm much more of a creative thinker, and that's where I excel. And there's nothing creative about test taking, like filling in those little bubbles of death. Like I I hate it. Okay. So I went in to take my learner's permit and my mom was there, of course, like for moral support, love her to death for being there. And we were in this, like the the DMV in Maryland. It was a really sketchy, scary place. Like I just didn't like seeing all these people who were like wondering why I was there. And I'm like, I'm such a child. I don't deserve to drive a car. Like I, I don't need this right now. Like, can I wait a year, mom? Like, do I really need my driver's license? And I was older than all my friends by a couple of, like, honestly, by probably like six months. I'm a little older than all my friends. Um, And I was like, you know, can I just wait till my friends take it? Like, there was uncertainty about it. I couldn't ask anyone. I didn't know. My mom had taken it, like, I don't know how many years prior. So it was different. And I didn't really know what to expect. And I was taking the exam. And I was just, I was sweating. Like, it was just a horrible day. Um, (laughs) Like, I was just not feeling it. And I failed that and yeah and it was like simple questions guys like you know what do you do when someone when a pedestrian is crossing the street or what do you do when you know there's a yellow light and you like there's it's very simple like driving questions like nothing too crazy and I failed (laughs) and naturally I afterwards was like mom I failed and she was like oh it's okay you can like retake it in a couple of weeks it'll be fine like but I was like oh my god I I really failed like I, I had a bad feeling about it but I really freaking failed and so she took me to Panera. We went to Panera Bread. Um, if I, don't, I don't know if you guys, I think Panera is like a huge thing everywhere. So everyone probably knows, at least in the U.S. And I drowned my sorrows in a huge bowl of macaroni and cheese and the green tea that I love so much that I found out has like 7 million calories in it. And I'm happy I didn't know that for most of my life. <laughs> and that was that. And I eventually took it. You know, I studied this time like I didn't realize there was like a way to study I did that I studied um and I passed I was still sweating the whole time but I passed and then you know eventually got my driver's license on the first try I will add which was strange considering I failed the permit test which is supposedly easier than the driver's test and yeah and I, I obviously now have my driver's license but ironically enough I'm in New York without a car and I'm probably not gonna drive for a really long time um all that stress for nothing just kidding I had a, a awesome driving experience in college with my dream car that I bought myself and it you know it was all worth it but you know I go back to the idea that you know timing like I was just going over and over you know racking my brain about like why like I don't feel prepared like it's not a good time it's not a good time I should just wait you know and I remember just like you know internally freaking out about the timing of it all and you know I think that also it it comes from like a lack of confidence in myself you know I I feel like I'm not 
confident enough in certain elements or areas of my life to just leap blindly and I have a problem you know over planning to the point where I psych myself out and Maya Angelou said this one beautiful quote and she said the real difficulty I just butchered that the real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself And I think that's huge because as I mentioned, you know, confidence is a huge reason why we're afraid to take risks, why we're afraid of change because we're not confident in ourselves that we can handle said change. And I think that, you know, what Maya Angelou said is so spot on. Like we have to overcome, you know, the judgments that we make about ourselves. And this can apply to so many different things, you know, confidence in your body, confidence in your ability to be loved, confidence in so many areas, in your job, in in every element. And, you know, especially in terms of change, you have to, you know, overcome the negative, negative thoughts that you think that rip you apart and keep you, you know, clip your wings and keep you from flying. And, you know, I think a whole nother, you know, sorry I just plugged in my mouse it's dying (laughs) I'm like gonna charge it while I talk um you know another thing that I always think about is just the the true discomfort that there is in change you know with change comes discomfort it's it's almost inevitable and I think that there's a common misconception in this world you know many many people think that you know that that everything in life can be pleasurable You know, if we work hard enough, if we do this, do that, eventually we'll coast. We'll be going downhill on our bikes and there'll be no, you know, nothing blocking our way, just like hair in the wind. You know, life is good. We're just going to eventually get to that point where we're coasting and nothing bad's going to happen. Even if we're kind of, you know, we kind of have some sort of sense and we we do know that maybe that's not rational we still are kind of hoping for it you know in a weird way in the back of our minds we're kind of hoping for a life that's pleasurable you know fully pleasurable you know we attempt a life like this avoiding discomfort avoiding pain at all costs you know distracting ourselves in any way that we can you know just kind of I mean honestly guys you do it like I do it everyone does it even if they they can't admit it to themselves a lot of times they they have this idea of what they want to do they have this big leap that they want to make but they they pivot you know we all pivot we you know pivot in the direction of what's more comfortable what's easier what's you know lower risk you know and I think it's something that we have to learn. We have to learn to infuse our lives with small doses of discomfort every single day you know, of, of pain because in doing so, you know, you, you'll benefit because your pain will grow you stronger and it's something that you'll become accustomed to. And I don't want to say like, you you need to obviously take this your way. Um, because you know, you don't want to force yourself to be constantly uncomfortable because then clearly you need to be somewhere else. You need to be doing something else. But what I'm saying is you need to infuse your lie, your life, with small moments of fear of things where you kind of you make decisions where it's going to kind of scare you you know and if you're not making a decision that that kind of small way scares you you know as much as the return is going to be something you really want and you really want in your life to you know to acquire and to get to you know success whatever it looks like for you you know you're you're gonna feel a little bit of a shock of kind of discomfort and pain and wondering if you made the right decision wondering if this is something that you really want and I think you know eventually the pain will fall off and it will become something that's so normal to you you know the discomfort of starting a new job like I was thinking about the other day like you know I love my job do I see myself eventually having another role maybe still at L'Oreal maybe somewhere else yes 
certainly do. I don't think I can do the same thing forever. I don't think anyone should do the same thing forever. So, you know, eventually I'm going to have to change roles. I don't know when that's going to be, but you know, I was just thinking about all of the the newness that comes along with it, the new normal, take another shot. <laughs> I just said it again. Um that that will eventually look like for me, you know, starting over with a new team that doesn't know me and starting out in a new desk and having to, you know, say say bye to people and it's just like this whole this huge huge wave of change that's eventually going to happen in my life and I'm just you know I'm uncomfortable thinking about it but it's something that when the time is oh my god when the time is right there's no such thing as a right time but when I feel in my in my soul that I'm ready for something more I'm gonna make that leap even though there will be discomfort you know and even moving apartments there's gonna be some freaking discomfort dealing with all this shit and moving (laughs) like honestly you know and I think you need to you know, it's, it's like working out. It's like, <laughs> which I know nothing about. Just kidding. I, I'm, I'm active somewhat, but like I don't work out as much as my friends do. Let's just say that. Um, I have other priorities, but I'm hoping when I move, I'll be closer to a nice gym that I can regular, hopefully Equinox because of the, the towels. I love the, the smell of the towels. Okay. Anyway, um, but it's like working out, you know, like growing your muscles, getting stronger. It's, it's going to cause discomfort. You're going to be sore as AF you know for a while and then eventually it'll you know break way to to new muscles and new strengths and you'll climb stairs and not feel winded for once and it's it breaks way to something where you know the discomfort the little discomforts won't won't be discomforts anymore they will just be your normal you know and it will be something that it, it isn't you know especially in the work world like dealing with confrontation dealing with little things like that that are you know uncomfortable when you're first starting out but eventually it's just something that's normal in the corporate world you know and I've, I've become very accustomed to it like you know ideas that aren't accepted and you need to kind of debate them and you know rally for your idea and it's something that I I would just you know it's, it's normal now. So taking a little break in the episode to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Lola, which I um, actually talked about before. I use them. I use their tampons, tried and true, love them, and love the whole concept behind Lola. It's basically a modern approach to feminine care. Um, it's very simple, you know, feminine care and ingredients that you use for your feminine care products should not be complicated. It should not be something that's a mystery. Like, I think this is a basic idea that all companies should adopt but Lola definitely does. Um, the FDA actually, I, I talk about this every every single time, but I'm just so baffled that the FDA does not require you know, feminine care brands to disclose the ingredients that are in their products. So sometimes you are using tampons, you don't know what's in them. And that's really scary considering, you know, your vagina is, it's a, it's a sacred space. And so you should be knowing what's going up there. You know, um, the Lola products are made of hundred percent organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, dyes, and it makes that time of the month a little bit easier. They have a subscription service. It's fully customizable. So you can choose your mix of products, um, you know, mix of absorbencies, the number of boxes, the frequency of delivery um, and you can you know customize everything founded by women for women where can you go wrong with Lola you simply cannot and for every purchase of Lola items you know they have cleansing wipes they have pads tampons with every single purchase they do good with that purchase and they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the US so make that time of the month easier for yourself easier for other people and try Lola basically I have a little deal for you guys you know per usual Um, All you got to do is go to my Lola, that's my, M-Y, 
lola.com and you get 40% off all subscriptions by entering my code HelloKatie. That's hello, H-E-L-L-O-K-A-T-Y. All you have to do is subscribe. You get 40% off all subscriptions just by visiting the site. That's mylola, M-Y-Lola.com and enter code HelloKatie. Definitely give it a try. You can always opt out if you don't want to do, you know, the subscriptions every month. It's really great to just know what you're putting in your body. So give it a try. Use my code and get, you know, 40% off. So you can't really go wrong. I think it's so important that we cultivate within ourselves the ability to, you know, be able to handle the discomfort of life, the discomfort of change, you know, in small ways every day. Because like I mentioned, it's it's like going to the gym, which I know very little about, but, you know, it's like growing muscles. It's like wearing a pair of shoes until you get blisters and then, you know, the blisters hurt like a mother, but then, you know, your you callus, your skin will handle them the next time and then it won't hurt anymore. It's like things like that. It's, it's little discomforts that come with change that I think it scares a lot of people away from making you know big decisions in life and taking leaps when you know they they kind of know that they're ready in a weird sense but they you know convince themselves out of like a lack of confidence or something like that you know they can't overcome what they think of themselves as Maya Angelou said and they just chicken out myself included I've done it many times in my life you know I just kind of gone the easy way because it's less uncomfortable and there's no pain involved or you know I know what to expect and I think the unexpected is something that we're all very very afraid of let me tell you that and you know I think this one quote by Eleanor Roosevelt that I wrote down is very important and you guys need to embody this I need to embody it I need to get it tattooed like on my forehead or something she said you gain strength courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face And I think that kind of ladders back to the idea that you do have to encounter small fears, small infusions of pain every single day, you know, making the hard calls, making the hard decisions when you maybe not don't feel like it's a good time to do so. Because as I said, there's no such thing as a good time to do anything. You know, I think there's a it's not about timing so I mean I'm gonna say that and you guys are gonna be like okay well then how do I make a decision on when I should do things because like you know the world does revolve around timing we do have watches we have clocks we wake up at a certain time to get to a certain place by a certain time time is a big element of human life and so it is important obviously and we have to abide by it or you know we don't have to but many of us choose to and so you know how do you know that it's the right right time the right you know decision to do something and I think it all comes down to obviously what's in your gut and you know if all of the the little voices fade away you know the voices in your head that's convincing you that you're not ready and like you know what do you actually truly want to do where do you see yourself you know who's I mean not to compare yourself but like do you see people doing something and you're like wow I really think I could do that you know or I should do that not to say you have to do what everyone else does but like you know when I started my YouTube channel back when I was 14 in 2009 I did it because I had watched other people on YouTube for a while like I was a big YouTube you know content um consumer and I loved all these videos and I was like you know what I think that I could do this like I was inspired I think there's a difference between like being brainwashed and doing what other people do and being inspired by people and taking you know leaps of faith because people inspire you and I think that's the whole point of influencers on this planet what we should be doing is inspiring not forcing not you know, trying to brainwash people into being exactly like us and to do things like us. I think, you know, it's it's living our lives to the point where we do a lot of learning and we share the learnings with you guys and 
anyone can do it. I'm not saying that we're some sort of like super God or something over here. It's like we we should be inspiring people, not forcing people. I think that's a huge thing that like a lot of creators don't understand and we shouldn't be, you know, creating this like mentality of jealousy and like things like that and whatever. That's a whole nother episode I could freaking do. But I think that, you know, when I started my YouTube channel, I was, you know, I, I saw this person that I wanted to be. I was shy. I was bullied. I was not in a good frame of life. Like I was very, you know, not sure as I always am, I feel like about what my next move was. But I knew one thing that I really, really loved making videos and I loved watching videos. And I thought, you know, I saw these people I was watching. I was like, you know what? I could do this. And I think that it would really be like fun. <laughs> you know, I, it would be something that would really be fun for me and I think I could also do it in a way that's different that you know I've always wondered like oh I wish so and so would make this video this way but I'm like wait a second maybe I should just get off my butt and actually make the video that way and maybe it will do something for me and someone else and so I think that often you know you do gain strength by doing things things that scare you things with risk but you know going into the the realm of timing it's like there's no good time but there's a feeling that you get and there's a gut feeling that you know that speaks louder than those those demons and those little you know angel and or mostly the devils on your shoulder that will tell you otherwise and tell you all of the reasons why you shouldn't do it you know and I think there's another thing that I I've taken to heart since I was like 15 I actually made a video with this very phrase in it when I was first starting out when I was like probably 15 or 16 and it was so artsy and kind of cheesy now that I look at it but I said in the video you know don't give up on the things you can't go a day without thinking about you know and I think if it's something that keeps nagging at you keeps pulling your attention you know in that direction like oh I really like this but like you know but I'm comfortable in my job doing this whole other thing but like wouldn't it be nice if I could do that you know, here's a little secret, like you can do that, okay? We live in a world where there's a lot more choice for especially women that we certainly did not have like 30 years ago, you know, definitely not 50 years ago, maybe not even 10, 15 years ago. Things have changed so much, you know, in even the last year for women and for just, you know, people that that know what they want to do but are afraid to do it. You know, there's so much more out there that didn't exist. Like I was at this um, Facebook Instagram session this morning at Facebook headquarters in um, in New York and that someone was presenting and saying like it was about advertising and um, shopping on Instagram and how like there's so many new features now to shop on Instagram it's actually mind-boggling how many things are even in the in the pipeline that they talked about um, and how seamless it's going to all be it's like very interesting to me but they even said they're like guys like we didn't even start doing advertising on Instagram until three years ago and that was even like the roughest phase of the advertising like we didn't even have ads on Instagram like more than that you know it's just mind-boggling to me how how that feels like like three years I don't know how that like if it feels too long or too short but I was just kind of like shocked that was like three years really that's the only amount of time like I feel like I've seen ads on here forever like I feel like I just started seeing them like it's just I go you know back and forth but you know time time is crazy like that's a whole other whole other beast a whole other episode you know but you know I think that another thing you need to remember is like there are billions of people just like you you know you're you are special yes you're a special little snowflake honey but there are billions of people just like you stuck in your mind stuck in not in your mind but stuck in our minds like we are all stuck in our minds you know trying to figure out everything in our lives frantically you know desperately trying to just get it right you know and I think embracing a new normal 
in this, you know, changing period of our 20s, it's not a cakewalk, okay? It's not supposed to be a cakewalk. You know, I think that the issue is that, you know, yes, we have like a lack of confidence that prevents us from leaping. Yes, we have an issue with, you know, dipping our toe, not knowing if it's the right time to jump. But I also think that we have an issue, you know, we feel the need to explain ourselves way too much, you know, and if, if not, you know, to other people, you know, I, I think we have, a, we, we just have an issue with it. I mentioned this last week, I think, or maybe the episode before that, but like, you know, I have this fear of like, you know, going to family gatherings, people asking like, oh, so what are you doing? Like, you know, what are you doing in the next five years? Asking me all those hard questions at like family gatherings where I'm like, I, I don't feel like I need to, I don't want to explain myself, but also I do want to have this like polished answer and be like, look at me, I'm doing well for myself, you know? And I think that leading up to graduation, and, you know, when I didn't know what I was doing post-grad, that was a huge question I was always asked. It's like, so what are you doing? Like, oh, oh, what career are you taking? You did four years of college. Your parents paid for your tuition um, so graciously. Now what? Like, what? It's the ball's in your court, kid. What are you going to do with this? Like, you got this for your education. You have a ticket to get a lot of jobs because of that, which is such a, a privilege that I can't even begin to, you know, discuss. But, you know, what are you going to do with that? And that's scary, having to explain yourself, having to explain to other people, you know, or maybe not explain because you're embarrassed about how, you know, nervous you are and how uncertain you are. And, you know, I think the secret is we don't have to explain ourselves to anyone. You know, we don't owe anyone any sort of explanation for what we're doing in our lives because let's be real, we are just, you know, we are confused AF explaining it to ourselves. And I'll harp on this once again, like I always do, the social media landscape of, of our lives is something that really contributes to this. You know, we feel like we need to post things, you know, happening, us in a new city post-grad, us in a new apartment, you know, our stories of like, you know, us doing all these things that require choices and we feel like we need to do it but we're also scared to do it but we also need to do it because we need to show people that we're okay and show people what we're doing and we need to kind of explain ourselves you know even if it means an Instagram photo or a story or something and I'm I'm very guilty of this being a creator and being an influencer or whatever you call me and feeling the need to post a lot but you know honestly actually I think in my last month here I have actually posted quite a lot less maybe because work is is stressful and I don't have time to like story my life during the day like hey guys I'm sitting at my desk uh doing work like it's really fun stuff uh bye (laughs) like I don't feel the need to do that but also it's like I'm I I find it you know kind of misleading to be showing you guys that I'm quote-unquote doing something at all moments of the day like I I think you know that one day whenever that was a couple months ago where Instagram was like down for a day do you guys remember that day when like every you know crazy influencer or not crazy but like really heavy influencer that posts a lot you know I think was like you know going through a crisis because they're like oh my god I can't post like now what you know it is it is a job for people and I understand that believe me I'm like I understand that being one of these type of people kind of I'm like a you know a hybrid because I do this and I also have a job but um or another job 
it's hard to discuss this without offending people. I'm sorry. Um, but like, remember that day. And I remember the day after that, you know, when Instagram was back up and running and everything was fine, you know, everyone posting stuff from the day before being like, okay, this is what you missed from yesterday. And like going through their day by day. And I've been seeing certain influencers, not a bad thing, but just something food for thought here, posting, you know, a a schedule of their day. They're like 6am wake up, 6.30am meditation, 7am, like just mapping out their entire day, showing that they are doing something every hour of the day but guys like there are moments where you know you don't do anything you, you can't you have to recharge I've made a whole episode on this and you don't have to explain yourself every hour of the day because I think that's part of the reason why we're so upset some of the times because we we feel this pressure that we don't need in our lives, you know, because there was a time when this was not even a thing and people just did their thing and there was a lot of mystery about it. Like people didn't know exactly what so-and-so was doing. Some people didn't even, without LinkedIn or things, people didn't even know what people were doing for work until they randomly caught up with them like years later. And then it was just a whole different landscape and like you know the John Mayer quote that I discussed like 10 episodes ago like we were never meant to know this many people you know we were never meant to have this many close connections you know close enough being like social media connections close connections with this many people it was just not in the design initially for like how life was supposed to work and then technology came to be and this is how we are now and it's something that we need to learn to adapt to and not go crazy over and that's something that I repeat to myself every day like Katie do not drive yourself crazy updating people about your life because it is my life it's your it's my life and it's something that you know I don't have to explain to people if I don't want to like I do take some it's fun to update you guys and you guys you know seem to care about certain elements of my life and other influencers lives and such and that's totally great like I think content sharing is a very cool thing I literally do it for a living and I do it as an influencer it's like a double whammy of just like what I believe in and what I think is interesting and what I like to consume and so I don't want to be a hypocrite here and you know you know go against everything that I you know somehow believe in but um you know I think that there that this is something that contributes to our fear of change because you know we sometimes, you know, as I mentioned, there's no good time to really make any decision or do anything, like no perfect time. You know, there's always going to be some risk. There's always going to be some discomfort. But I also think that you need to know in your gut what is right. And I think that the need to explain yourself to everyone kind of, it, it you're, you're not always listening to your gut in that, in that, you know, moment of time. It's like you're kind of listening to other people or what you think other people want for you and what other people are expecting from you. And that is a tough pill to swallow. It's a very hard pill to swallow when you realize that ultimately you are the person that you wake up with every morning, the person that you're going to, you know, die with, (laughs) not to be morbid, but like you are your keeper. So, you know, and and people always say like in the, the terms of like working out and like feeding yourself the right foods, it's like your body is a temple. Like this is the one chance you have and the moments that you live you know, although scary, although uncomfortable sometimes, although you're making big choices in your 20s, like, you know, we have to remember that that life becomes more meaningful when you realize that you'll never get these same moments twice, okay? You know, all the, the time that you're spending freaking out about change and your future, you know, you're experiencing moments in this time, but 
you know, your thoughts are so overpowering that you're not fully experiencing these moments and you you don't quite grasp the idea that these moments are gone in an instant and you will never get that same moment twice. You know, you could do the same thing, you know, go to the same restaurant another time, but it will never be exactly the same as the first time. You know, they're not going to be the same other people in the restaurant, you know, the the... I don't know, there's just going to be differences, different variables involved. And so I think, you know, a lot of the beauty is sucked out of life when we obsess over the fear that we have of change, about change. Like it reminds me of that one scene in um, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Do you remember that movie from like a little while back? And they're in that tunnel, like driving, and he's out of the car and he's like, you know, someday we're going to be like parents, um, we're going to have kids, but like right now this is our moment, this is what we're doing in this moment and, you know, he feels alive, he loves the girl, like, you know, he's in the moment and, you know, it's hard to be in the moment with all the social media madness that we encounter on a daily basis, but, you know, that, all of that aside because that's kind of something we, we're aware of, we we live this, we know, we know the, the potential, you know, the potential negatives of social media and obsessing over it and I feel like I always every episode I talk about you know I always I always bring it back to social media and how detrimental it can be when we become too focused on it and too obsessed with our explaining ourselves and documenting ourselves and you know I think you know top line change in your 20s it's a real thing it's not a cakewalk you know the new normal that you that you experience when you're changing phases of life you know even after the initial like post-grad situation like there's still so many new unforged paths that I will enter you know changing roles in my job you know changing my new apartment and like just everything else that comes with all of this that I will not be prepared for and it will not be easy and I know that and I know now and I know very strongly that not every you know, move in life is going to be pleasurable. Not every moment of life is going to be pleasurable, but we go through these uncomfortable moments so we can experience, you know, pleasure that we've gotten ourselves, you know. It's it's the, the, the one thing you can gift yourself is just knowing that the pain you've encountered, the fear and the weird feelings, like the uncomfortable, unexplainable feelings you that you experience when you go through these moments of change it makes it all so worth it you know it's like training for a marathon the freaking like overused you know analogy metaphor of like training for a marathon but it's like it's so sweet when you cross the finish line and you're like yes like every single thing that I've done to this day has gotten me here every single time that I have decided to do something and it was scary and it wasn't the right time it was just something that I knew in my in my gut that I wanted so badly to taste you know it all got me to this moment and I think that we need to remember that we need to and we need to know that there are billions of people just like us that are feeling the same feelings of you know unsureness if that's a word um there's definitely a better word for that I don't really know but yeah uncertainty that's a good one so yeah um that's it for this episode I hope I gave you guys a little bit of food for thought some um good little random stories about times I've failed and my you know new beginnings of my new apartment please cross your fingers and your toes for me that I get this apartment because it, it's just like the place of my dreams like to give you more context it's like it's a it's a um a studio I keep wanting to call it a loft I don't know why it's a studio but it has like really high ceilings so it's like a one room like big space situation that I'm going to be very creative with decorating and such and it's it's like one huge room um 
and I'm really hoping I get it. (laughs) So yeah, that's it for this podcast episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, As a reminder, definitely follow, subscribe so you never miss an episode, and I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye. (laughs) 